The Shift Conference is coming September 19th through the 22nd. Join conference host Apostle Stephen A. Davis. It's The Shift Conference. With special guest speakers including Bishop Joseph Walker III, Pastor Gerald Brooks. Also in the house, Bishop David Lazarus. Hear an incredible word from Pastor Mark Baker and Dr. P. Ronald Wilder. Don't miss Pastor Thomas Beavers. Also featuring guest psalmist Pastor Joanne Rosario Condry. To register online for The Shift Conference, just log on to the shiftco.org repeat after me father as we hear this kingdom word today we combine our faith with this word our ability to believe has increased that which you have released, listen to this, that which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen, amen, amen. God is good and he's good all the time. I am, uh, just let me, give me a moment to talk about the shift conference and and, and so many things happen when you're, uh, when you're planning a conference or planning uh, an, an, a project and, do, and you don't continuously include the influence of the senior leader. Things could get twisted real fast. You don't know how fast it can get twisted, but I'm the kind of guy, I'm a straight stick and I'll come and straighten it up. So we have to understand that this thing is being hosted by Apostle Bishop Stephen A. Davis. Now, people who were born without a father, absentee father, didn't respect a father, you'll get off sometimes and think you're doing right when you're doing totally wrong. If it's not endorsed by leadership, it cannot be effectively done because the kingdom doesn't come into compliance with disorder. So you have to bring things into order so that the people can be blessed the way God desires them to be blessed. And I'm that, just that kind of guy. You know, I am not planning to be here for a hundred years, but while I'm here, you're going to get your blessing. Amen. So we have the shift conference coming up. We're excited. Many of those are all of those who are coming. I have a relationship with them. They love me. I love them. No one will ever speak over you that I don't have confidence in. So stop all those parking lot prophets from speaking over you. If I don't hand them a mic, they shouldn't be talking in the private corners of the parking lot over your life. I want you to do this because so many of you are praying for me. I need you to pray for one another. In 24 years, I've never been derailed on my assignment. In 24 years. In 24 years, I've stayed on the track, focused on what God said to me originally. I have not deviated. What I need you to do is I need you to pray for all the leaders, all those who are involved in the shift conference, that they will not be derailed from the purpose of God for our lives. Can you do that for me? I want you to pray for them. Jesus even told them, can I not pray one hour? Because he was trying to keep them from entering into temptation. He was telling them, I don't need you to get selfish. Without prayer, you're going to get selfish and you're going to deviate from what I need you to do. 
So prayer, what it does, it keeps you on track, keeps you from having a selfish moment because a selfish moment is not a devil moment. It's just a flesh moment. When people start doing what they want to do instead of what God wants to do, it's hard to rebuke that. You have to correct that. So I want you to start praying that grace will be on them to stay on track so that we'll see what God promised. It's many times that it, God doesn't hold back or never holds back. We're just not in position. So if the position changed, we will say that God didn't. God did. We were not in place. God always does. We have to be in place. That's why I stay on track. And I'm a very disciplined individual because I want to be where God is, not where God was. Amen. So this conference is not the same conference as the last one. And it's sure not the same conference as a previous church ministry or person. This conference is directed towards this location to spread around the world. Amen. God gave me an assignment uh, some months ago. I had come in contact with something. A dermatologist said, you came in contact with something uh, and uh, it seemed like a flesh-eating disease uh, that, that was on my chest and up my neck. And I, I said, Lord, what, what's going on? He said, I want you to create a wall of women. And he said, I want you to have them to pray. I'm going to put the grace on them to pray. Those women are anointed every Sunday evening to pray for their senior apostle. The, the anointing is on them for that because that's what God told me. I didn't do more. I didn't do less. I done what he said. I believe in male leadership. So when God speaks something to me like that, it's something that I do not allow to go through my, the failures in my uh, way of thinking and miss out on God. So God told me to do it. I done it. It's been going well and uh, it's making an impact. So if some are not praying for me because they're praying for one another, one thing I do know every Sunday evening, I am being prayed for, for when, by a wall of women who are now are not allowing any preachers to take place. Because that's what God said. And if you have a problem with it, take it up with God. So we need to pray for one another. I've lost a lot of good leaders because nobody prayed for them. People have fallen into the trap of the enemy because there was not enough prayer for them. They forgot who I am because nobody's praying effectively for them. Pray for the leaders so that they can uphold the leader. Because they can't uphold the leader if you don't pray for those leaders. I promise you, you can't uphold me if somebody's not praying for you. You can't just watch TV and come and support me. I want to go into, you know, another part. This is really my sixth part, but for here is my fifth part, which this is going to be the end of that portion of grace. And you have to walk through the door while the grace is on you. Uh, many people have a, a, a very limited understanding of grace so they don't utilize grace as effectively as they could. It's just like a car that you bought if the, if the uh, dealership did not explain all the features in the car and you're not willing to read the manual, there are many features in that car that you'll never utilize. 
Well, it's the same way with grace. If you never read the manual, get around someone who explains the features of it, you'll be limited in having understanding of that type of grace. Well, that type of grace has taken my life. And I'm truly saying taken my life because so do those of you who met me since I've been in this building, you think that I've always been like I am. It's grace that made me what I am. It's grace that done that. And when you know the power of grace, then you indulge more in grace. I want to know more about this grace. I was a, I was a committed man. I was a man of covenant. I was a man of integrity, but I wasn't a man of power. I knew what I believed. I could be trusted with anyone's resources, but there was another empowerment that God wanted to bring in my life. And it only came through grace for everyone under the sound of my voice. There's another empowerment that God wants to bring in into your life. And the only way you can receive it is through the grace of God because you can't earn it. And what people are looking for is power. We scared them with tongues, but they're looking for power, power to change their lives, power to change the lives of the people around them. Grace helps you to do that. So if you want change, this is the message for you. If you want to stay the same, skip the shift conference. Because you're not going to be the same if you come. Genesis 13. Genesis 13. I, I, I am so graced. If I don't have a friend, I'm still all right. I will not, I will never dimmen the anointing on my life by cleaving to somebody that doesn't want to do the will of God. I don't need a light shade. It's time for me to be bright. It's my time, your time. Nobody needs to cover you up. We need to unveil you. Genesis. 13, it just continue to flow with me as I read scripture and then I'll give you a break. You've been playing today, man. You, you earning your keep, aren't you? No matter who else like you, I like you as long as I like you. You good, man. Don't listen to nobody else trying to give you no accolades. If I say you good, you good. Excuse me, Juna. I got him now. You brought him. I keep him. Verse 1. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife in all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver in, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been in the beginning or at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place of the altar, which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also who went with Abraham had flocks, herds, and tents. Spirit of God, what be on me, be on them. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis has laid out some things that are very informative. 
2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9. This is a conversation with a spiritual father and his son. And this is how that conversation goes. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you? Before I am taken away from you, Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Now, double portions were only what the first sons could ask for. So the first sons could ask for a double portion. These portions, he didn't ask for just a portion. It's, it's as if he's saying, double the grace on my life. Double the grace on my life. I see what's on your life. I want you to double that on my life. See, many are, are walking through the earth. And as they walk through the earth, they see what they want, but they don't know how to obtain it. Much of what you want lies in the hands of someone else. That if you're willing to yield, then you will benefit from it. I'm a living witness that that does happen. As long as you're trying to do something without grace, it's going to be difficult. If it's accomplished, then someone else will benefit from the double portion of it. So in your lifetime, if it's accomplished, you will accomplish a portion of grace. But if you walk alongside someone who is now walking in what you want to walk in or have the flavor of something that you want, then now you begin to qualify for not just a portion of grace, but a double portion of grace. Let me explain something to you. People are wonder and even my family wonder how do you handle what you handle it is because a double portion of grace is on my life uh you know that grace and i'm i'm uh, i know what type of leader i am and i know what things i have jurisdiction over and, and sometimes grace comes on me give them another chance Which means what I would do, I don't do, but I believe that, that grace after this message is not going to allow me because of the magnitude of what grace is bringing on Refresh Family Church, Refresh Nation. He is not going to allow me to put up with the foolishness that is conceived from a background that doesn't know Christ. Because Christ was a son. And those who receive Christ receive the nature of a son. We have learned traditionally after we're saved to cry out for the Holy Spirit. No, I learned to cry out for sonship. Because if I'm a son, when I'm baptized, the Lord will come down from heaven and say, Behold, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. And then the Holy Spirit comes upon a son. Which means daughters are included. The Holy Spirit doesn't come on bastards. You can talk in all the languages you, you want to. But what God wants to release on your life is power. And it's a grace on your life to handle whatever's on the highway that you walk. 
Now, some of you, you make up really well, but can you hold it together after the service is over? Some of you can, can hold your mind in our atmosphere, but what about the atmosphere of your house? You know, the, the church is in a, a Jekyll and Hyde kind of operation because of the lack of grace. Saul was a king. He was a Jekyll and he was a Hyde. So much of the church, because of a lack of grace, there's one side of them you see for an hour and a half in church, but you ought to meet the other one that well, as soon as it gets on the parkway. It's a Jekyll and Hyde thing. We need the grace of God on us to empower us that we are not double-minded and we're not leaning towards the negative that, that, that depletes us of what God wants to do in our lives. So, so this grace keeps you from acting like a fool in the presence of the one who is going to elevate you. Self-elevation is something you've been trying to do all your life. Has it worked for you? Stay with me. Based on what I read, grace was transferred from Abram to Lot while they were on their journey. You cannot receive the grace of this ministry. Church hopping. None of what occurred with Lot and Abram or Elijah and Elisha happened because they were just weekend warriors. This particular grace that came on Lot is because he was consistent. It's grace that came on, listen to me, Elisha and a double portion it's because he was consistent. I gave some stats earlier before you got here. They'll say I cussed them out and I probably did. But according to the stats, people of color are in major trouble and don't know it. I'm not going to go into those details. I'm going to bring the professionals in so they can teach you. So you'll listen to them. Maybe you'll uh, cater to their graces since you don't know how to handle my grace. So there, there's this transfer that, that takes place that you have to understand. You get close enough to it. You sit around it long enough. It'll happen. God only sends you into an arena under a leader that he wants grace to be transferred from their life to your life. I said, God wants the grace of your leader to be transferred from their lives to your lives. I'm going to say it again. Ain't nobody scared. God wants the grace of the leader to be transferred from their lives to your lives. Now, you look at this like a church. I look at this like a church and a business. Because if I was doing church, I'd still be in Pinson. But my business mind said, you're better than that. So I started thinking more like an entrepreneur and my clients start coming even in a pandemic. 
So what was once a hundred dollar business is now a millions of dollars business. I believe I'm doing good business, don't you? See, because when you're, when the grace is on you and some of us, after you stop praying, you got to start executing and grace causes you to execute after you pray. Grace comes on you and gives you strategies on, on how to overcome. Yeah, COVID shut a lot of stuff down, but it didn't stop us. That means there's a grace on me. Let me run your business for a few minutes and see what happens. So they're, they're the grace of entrepreneurship as king and priest that comes on men of God and women of God so that they can maneuver through these tough times. It's not something that we possibly learned in school. It's something that the grace of God came on us to keep us functioning so that God can continue to get the glory. God doesn't get glory over closed churches. God gets glory when we continue to thrive in a harsh season. And the way you thrive in a harsh season is grace be on you. The proof that God is grace is on you. What they said about you didn't impact you. Let's say that again. The proof that the grace is on you is that what they said about you didn't impact you. So there was a boomerang effect. They tried to curse you and it cursed them. You can always tell when grace is on a people. The lies they told on you now impacts them. The, the destruction they were wishing for you happens to their house instead of your house. This, this, this grace is to you. Some, some strategic plans of idle-minded people. I don't even know how far they got it off the ground, but I know it crashed. I came to tell you with an apostolic utterance and a prophetic word, everything that lifted off the ground that was opposition to you is crashing right now. You don't, you don't have to track down what's being said. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't, you don't need anybody to come back and rehearse it to you. Because in this feast season, they don't, they don't know what time it is. They don't know what, it, they don't know what time it is. They, 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 where that, where's all that feast stuff? Yeah, we're going to kill during the shift conference. We're going to sow during the fifth shift conference because we're blessed to be a blessing. When, when grace increases on your life, it begins to judge people before they can get it from their heart out of their mouths. Don't think in your heart too long negatively against me because before it can get in your conversation, proceed out of your mouth, God said, I heard it. Somebody said grace, grace, grace. 
Grace, grace, grace. You ain't got to be afraid of anybody when grace is on you. You ain't got to run and hide when grace is on you. You can walk in authority and power when grace is on you. When you walk in a room, ain't nothing in that room that can whip you because grace is on you. Somebody say, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to read something to you before I get into my points. I want you to hear me clearly. This, when you hear me preaching, I preach about an opportunity. Every message is an opportunity. I take advantage of every message that I preach. It is the messages that I preach that catapulted our personal life into a great place. What I preach, we apply it in our home. And we saw God turn things around in our household. And it ever, it has never turned back. It won't turn back. Why? Grace is on us. Now for those of you who don't know opportunity when you see it, I want you to write this down because this is extremely important. Opportunities are never postponed. They're lost forever. Opportunities are never postponed. You can't do a wait a minute on an opportunity in a grace season. Opportunities are never postponed. I taught this down in, in West Palm Beach. Opportunities are never postponed. They're lost forever. This particular moment that we're in, this moment of grace, this moment of festivity that God has set up, Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Ingathering, we're right in the middle of it right now. We're moving towards the greatest season of, 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 of shift or transition the body of Christ has ever seen. But you got to understand the grace that's on that time will remove you from one dimension to the next dimension. But it's an opportunity that will not be put on pause. It can't be postponed. So if you have a difficult time following direction, well, well, I, I need to go, I need to go fast and pray about the message that my apostle preached. Now, I don't know why he would make me your apostle and then you got to go fast and pray about what I preach. Maybe I'm not your apostle. That may be why you got to go fast. Because by the time you make up your mind, you're going to consistently miss the meals. The moment is gone. Now, grace is transferable. Grace is transferable. You, you, you get around it long enough, stuff starts happening. It's the same case with Lot. Lot was not Abram's son, but he was around it so much it started to transfer over into his life. Some of y'all working too hard to get what can be transferred. 
you, 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 stay, you stay around refresh long enough with a good attitude and a pure heart, a transfer like a direct deposit. All of a sudden things start happening for you that nobody in your family has ever experienced before. All of a sudden things start happening for you and things start breaking for you that, that that's not happening for other people that look just like you. All of a sudden you get your transfer. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. I have my son over there. They celebrated a nice home and I, I saw it. I, I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. The hills over there. They have a nice brand new home. But they, but they said, the reason I have this home is because we watched you and Lady Davis and we saw if God can do it with you, transfer, he can do it with us. We don't have to be on the phone all the time. We don't have to go to lunch. But if you keep your heart open, the transfer will take place. Okay. So, so, so grace, you understand unmerited favor. It's transferable. We see it in scripture. We see that Lot doesn't deserve to follow Abram, but he chooses to go with him. See, you got to go with me, not sit in this church. You got to go with me. Some of y'all think because you came to the property that you're with me. That is not the truth. Every shift and turn that I make, you got to lean with me. You can't sit there in your mind, working through the hurt and the pain of your past and not lean with me because every curve is gonna bring forth another opportunity. So it's, it's, it's transferable. So, so what, what demonic activity has done is infiltrated the church through religious ways of thinking to, to, to neutralize the relationship so that there won't be a transfer. So if you're wondering why that false prophet was speaking to you, it is to neutralize the relationship so the grace on me won't get on you. So you have to be careful when you're talking to somebody that's been around a long time but don't have time. You, you need to ask them, why, why don't I see uh, the grace that's on the apostle on your life? Why don't I see what's on Lady Davis on your life? Why don't I see the love that they have and the power that they have? Why don't I see the transfer on you? It's impossible to stay in a smoke-filled room and not smell like smoke. Don't say you're close and you don't smell like me. Anytime anybody ever tells you they're close, sniff on them just a little bit. Grace, grace is transferable. Grace is not meant to be coveted and, and held back from other people. Grace is about transfer. God will put grace on one for thousands because it's transferable. God don't want to just bless the apostle. God wants to bless every hearer and every doer of the word of God. They don't have to be a member. They can be a streamer. They can be in another country, but God wants to bless them, but he's got to drop grace on somebody so it can be distributed to everybody. That's just the way God operates. God's a good steward of all of his resources. So if God wants to bless multitudes of people, he'll send them to a central place so that when the bread is broken, nobody walks away hungry. 
God will cause you ah, to be attracted to person, to a person or organization in order to receive its measure of grace. God, ah, we're so attractive today, aren't we? God will cause you to be attracted to a person or organization in order to receive its measure of grace. When we start looking attractive, it ain't, it ain't that these women want to sleep with me, they want the grace on my life. They don't want to sleep with me. Who wants to sleep with somebody that preaches like me? Only Lady Davis. They're attracted to the grace, man. Ain't no need of feeling uncomfortable. They're attracted to the grace on my life. They don't want me. They want what's on me that's going to help all of you. It's going to help your house. It's going to help your children. So that attraction is natural. We can't worry about who's being attracted to Refresh Family Church. We are so attractive right now. We are so attractive. We have become a nation. Why? Because they want that dispensation of grace. Yeah, I, I want that. You see how Lady Davis prays for him after he's done doing ministry. I want that. It's attractive, isn't it? You can have it too. You can have it too. Some of you men will come home from work. Uh, your wife will slap them hands on you. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Say, Lord, thank you for keeping my man all day long. Thank you for keeping his mind right. And thank you for the money he just brought in this house. See, you have to see that a grace comes on you. If all you see is, is divorces, then that, that, that will come on you. But when you see some people who are sticking together, you have now become recipients of the grace on their lives. I got to leave because I got a bunch of men and not little boys in here. God will cause you to be attracted to a person or organization in order to receive its measure of grace. So here it is. Lot went with Abram. He was attracted to Abram. He wasn't attracted to the land where he lived. He was attracted to Abram. So he said, if Abram's going, I'm going. Elisha was attracted to uh, Elijah and, and he said, wherever you go, I'm going with you. They tried to tell him, no, you don't need to go. He said, no, 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 no. I am going with you. I am attracted to you because I know I'm going to get something that's on you. It's going to come on me. Anybody up in here under the sound of my voice that you know if it's on me and I'm a generous man, I want you to have what's on me because I know it'll work for me. It'll work for you. So don't worry about the people who are not attracted to the person or the organization. There is someone else for them. But as for you, you're not going to struggle financially. As for you, miracles are every day for you. Every day I wake up, I expect a miracle. God's blessings are always resting on my life. Whether I'm in a land that I know, I'm in a land that I do not know. God's favor is on my life. This measure of grace will be physically seen on the life of the recipient. 
which means this grace that's on your life, it ain't coming on your life, that's on your life, you can't hide. Sister Lisa, you're not going to be able to hide your healing because you're not going to need that walker. If you can drive your car, you can walk without a walker. Because when grace comes on you, all of a sudden the cartilages come back inside your kneecaps. All of a sudden the screws are not needed in your back to hold you up straight. When grace comes on you, all of a sudden all the trauma that you've been through has to subside because grace is now on you. Somebody say, it's physical. You're not going to be able to hide it. God doesn't want you to hide it. God wants them to see it because he wants them to know about his amazing grace that has been transferred to you. There's no way in the natural realm, in the world, to stay around wealth and not become wealthy. You just begin to pick up on the habits of wealthy people. You start making decisions like wealthy people. What be on them comes on you. You can't get around certain things without it affecting you unless you reject it. So if I get in a room, like I said earlier, I'm going to come out smelling like that room. They're going to be able to sense that I've been in that room. Some of your problems when you get out the room, you smell like you've been in the room and some people don't like the room. Because this room advances you and they don't have the advantage. Let me just paint a picture for y'all. For, for y'all that, that hear all this foolishness, I don't know why you go up there. He preached too hard. He just tell you like it is. So when you go out of here and the devil's at your house, you go point your finger at the devil and say, listen here, my, my apostle is Apostle Stephen A. Davis. And I came to tell you by the authority of God and the favor on my life that you got to go and you can't stay for another minute. You get your eviction notice today. We're not dealing with sickness and disease and poverty. We're not dealing with confusion. No. You have to, you have to be careful. When you're around me and you don't, you really don't understand the grace that's on me. So when I start talking, if you don't understand grace, you think I'm talking to you when I'm firm and I'm bold. No, I'm talking to that devil that your mama didn't kill. Talking to that demon that your daddy was afraid to confront. Talking to that rebellion that's been around for four or five generations that knows the end of it is right now. The reason that devil's cutting up because grace has showed up and it's over. Somebody said it's over. This next dimension of submission will put many of you in the six figure range. I'm telling you right now, this next dimension of submission, the grace on you is going to put you in the six-figure range. That's right, shout about it, baby. You've been on minimum wage too long. 
You've been in that condition too long. But God says, I'm releasing grace on your life. And this grace will move you into the dimension that man cannot stop. I want to get you used to saying, you couldn't stop me then and you can't stop me now. All those prophets from every area attempted to stop Elisha from following Elijah. In every area, you're going to always be able to find people who are stuck trying to stop those who are moving. When you're moving, people don't feel comfortable when somebody's passing them. So the prophets had to see everything from a distance. But Elisha was up close and personal. I'm kind of wondering what kind of prophets were these? They could interpret the fact that he was leaving, but they couldn't get what was coming. This model of transferring grace may have ended with men or man, but not with God. I, I love watching HG television and see them build smart houses. But a smart house that doesn't have grace in it is not smart at all. You can put every kind of digital gadget in there you want to, but if the grace of God's not in the house, you're going to be fighting over the coals to the alarm. This particular grace is what God orchestrated so that it would be transferred from people to people, from generation to generation, so that it would never end, so the devil would never have the advantage. Wherever you can find where Satan has the advantage, there has been a default in the transfer of grace. Not going to be easy to shut me up because I got my portion and my leader's portion. Somebody shout double, 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 double. After today, you're not just going to be in your strength. You're going to be in my strength. You're going to be in the strength of those who came before me. That's what that transfer is about. That, see, they don't understand the ordination service. They don't understand the affirmation service. But what you're going to get is where all of those I submitted to properly are going to come on into the life of that individual that I lay my hands on. The Bible said lay your hands on no man suddenly. What he said is don't transfer grace to anybody just suddenly. This level of grace that's coming on the lives of God's people is an unusual amount of grace because it's at least four generations of grace. So, so for many of you, my mentor, you know him as a preacher. I know him 
as one of the greatest entrepreneurs that is in the earth today. Because when we're in settings, he doesn't preach to me or preach to the group. He gives us strategic plans to take over territory and property. He used this scenario. He said, I bought the land across from where I live. And he said, I built 40 homes on it and sold every home. So what's going to happen if you understand, you don't want to reject this, those of you who are supposed to build communities. You don't want to reject this particular anointing. Some of y'all, you may never hold a microphone and preach, but you're going to thrive in your personal life. You're going to dominate in your personal life. You don't have to have a position in church. All you have to do is have grace on your life to dominate. So he has this this team that he's designed, got a chance to interact with him, this particular team. And I'm like, how in the world can you have that type of high impact team? Well, if you have high impact grace, you got to have a high impact team. And see, in this dispensation, I have to have the right singers and the right musicians because there's another dispensation of grace that's settling on this house to carry this move for the next 10 years. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Some of y'all, let me just let me just help you here. Some of y'all are after a house and you need to be looking at how's this. Somebody said, well, I can't even pay my mortgage. That's a sign that you're aiming too low. Y'all miss that. Y'all miss that. That's a sign that you're aiming too low. God wouldn't allow me to get buildings that were less than what he had placed your grace on me to have. This model is restored. Kingdom believers will stop settling for being average. Well, I'm doing just as good as them. That's average. When grace gets on your life, you don't even see them no more. When grace gets on your life, see, that's the problem with you. You stuck in average, but I'm going to pull you out by the grace of God today. I'm going to snatch you out by the grace of God. You want to fit in so it can be comfortable, so you don't get persecuted. There's so much grace on you, it's going to take grace to war off the persecution for the next steps that you're going to move in. Somebody better start shouting, grace, 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 grace. Ah, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. Give me about 60 more seconds, baby. I feel grace. I feel a double portion of grace resting in this house, resting on your life, resting.
places. Rest it on your body. Rest it on your territory. Rest it. Rest it. Rest it. that were trying to talk you out of here are going to try to find a pass to get in. How can I get up into that refreshed church? How, 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 how do you get there? They're about to start traveling, guys. I'm telling you, because they can sense that there's a new dimension of grace, not just on me, but it's on you. Take about 30 seconds and shout. Take about 30 seconds and shout. Ashley, take grace back to your daddy. Take grace back to your mama. Take grace back to your household. Take grace. This grace is for you. not give a revelation of grace until he found a generous heart because if you don't have a generous heart you would not be a distribution center of grace so this is a distribution center of grace this shift is going to make grace spill everywhere you're going to start sensing it before you get in the building when you turn off of Huffman Road you're going to start feeling grace coming into your life all of a sudden your thoughts are going to become clear you're going to become more creative in the things that you do because on the grace of God. The devil was trying to cloud your thinking, but I decree and declare today that your thoughts are clearer than they've ever been before. Grace! Grace! If you can think, baby, you can come out. Grace! Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families, reaching the lost, equipping the saints, reaching the nations, and transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.